This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Hey, welcome to today's mini episode on the two words we all need to stop saying. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. So there are these two words that I have found myself saying over and over again. I would tell them to myself to shift my mindset. I would say them to others to, if you can see my air quotes, (laughs) lift their spirits during a difficult time. And me being a notorious glass half full positivity person, I had assumed these two words helped myself and others get through a funk. What are the two words? They are at least. Hmm. You know, like someone lost their job, but I would say at least you still have a home. Or uh, we're bound to our house, but at least you still have food. Mm. Uh, Your life has literally been turned upside down by COVID, but at least we still have our health. And yes, in some ways, this perspective shift may help in the short run, but it is actually quite unhealthy. Whether you realize it or not, these two words, at least minimize and undercut the real and raw pain that we are all feeling. Did you hear that? They they minimize and they undercut what is actually going on. When we try to deny or push aside the pain that we are feeling for ourselves, the hurt that we may be wrestling with, the anxiety, the fear, the anger, all of the emotions, when we deny and try to push that all away, what happens is it actually is stunting the process of grief that we all need to walk through. And yes, this is true when we say it to ourselves. This is true when we say it to others. But when we say it to our children, we're actually teaching them to minimize their emotions. When we say it to our kids, we're creating an environment where they think, oh, actually, well, my mom always says that or my my dad always says that. I I guess, yes, I, I guess I better you know, buck up and lift up my head. And, and, and yes, that's, I don't want to be, I don't want to be negative. I need to, I need to get out of this funk and move ahead. But what's happening is unintentionally the unintended consequence in trying to be positive or trying to look on the bright side is that we may be teaching them to neglect their emotions. When we speak the words at least to a friend or a loved one, What happens is we're missing the opportunity to really sit with them in their time of need, to sit with them, to feel what they're feeling, to go through what they're going, to empathize with them, to listen to them. We're missing that opportunity when we speak these words at least. And friends, you don't need to fix their problem. That's not your responsibility. That's not anyone's responsibility. That's that's not our job. I love what Brene Brown says. Comparative suffering is dangerous. You know what we're talking about. Uh, Well, this person went through this, but my time is harder. Or I'm going through this hard time, but look at this other person. They've lost so much more, so I shouldn't be complaining. Hmm. So comparative suffering is dangerous. Empathy is not finite. When we practice empathy, we create more empathy. Hurt is hurt. And every time we honor our own struggle, 
and the struggles of others by responding with empathy, the healing that results affects us all. Comparative suffering. Wow. I've never heard it put that way. Yeah. Isn't it amazing when you name it and Mm. then you realize, oh, wait, (laughs) what is going on? So I don't know about y'all, but at some point I believe the lie that I can only be sad or struggle if it is worse than someone else's pains or struggles. Mm. I've also treated others in that same manner. Like you shouldn't be complaining. My pain is way worse than yours, or at least you have such and such. And really, friends, that's not fair. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He doesn't say only those who have no food come to me, or only those who are suffering with coronavirus come to me. No, he doesn't tell us to, to just get over it. No, he doesn't say that. He says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened. All, all you who are weary and burdened. That, that's all of us. That is every single one of us. He is saying, all of you, all of y'all come to him. All of y'all come to me. It is very possible, or maybe we would even dare say necessary to hold our pain in one hand, to hold the pain of others in the other hand, and to go to Jesus and lay them down before his feet. So, podcast family, the next time you feel the words at least about to roll off your tongue, hold it. Take a deep breath and say, I'm here for you. Tell me more. This episode was brought to you in part by the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast, an outreach dedicated to bringing joy, strength, intimacy, and purpose to couples seeking growth. Be sure to visit enneagramandmarriage.com to find your chemistry together again, or for the very first time.